Well, good evening everybody and welcome back to another UK Motor Talk Formula One Grand Prix review. Uh, we just finished the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix weekend. My name is Jim and I'm going to take you through the events of the weekend as it happened. In a change from last week's format, we'll go for uh, more of a recap of qualifying in the race. But uh, before uh, qualifying could start, um, the widely reported incident uh, in Jeddah on Friday uh, led to uh, all the drivers and all the teams having meetings long into the night on Friday and early hours of Saturday morning, uh, pretty much deciding if they were going to go ahead and race or not. It was decided that the race would go ahead, or the drivers decided that they would go ahead and race. Uh, I think it probably raises a few questions over whether we should uh, should take the circus back to Saudi Arabia again. Obviously, safety of uh, of competitors, marshals, spectators, teams, and the like, all being uh, being of concern. Is it a case of uh, of money talks and and? And that's the bottom line of it. But the uh, one one concerning phrase that came out of the powers that be for for me on Friday was um, ease of competitors leaving the country were a boycott to happen, which was a, a slightly veiled threat. Um, but it's uh, yeah, I think it's time to question whether we need to visit Saudi Arabia again. But it did produce a good weekend's racing, that's for certain. Uh, qualifying, first up, uh, shock exit for Hamilton, uh, only P16. Six and a half tenths off Russell. Uh, I, don't, uh, I don't think that's a measure of Hamilton's ultimate pace or Russell's ultimate pace. Mr Saturday, though he may be. I think it was just uh, Lewis not being able to get on top of the tyres, get everything warmed up and, and in the zone properly and get comfy with the car. Uh, we also lost uh, Sonoda, well I think he didn't even get out of the garage to be honest, uh, he had fuel problems so didn't manage to set a lap time, uh, also lost the Aston Martin of Nico Hulkenberg and the two Williams of Albon and Latifi, uh, Latifi actually bringing out the red flag as it happens and, and leading to a slight delay, uh, but Q2 got underway and uh, well... Another standing ovation and round of applause for all the safety advancements that we have seen in Formula 1 over most recent years. I think it was a 33G impact for Mick Schumacher. Just took a bit too much kerb uh, and correcting the slide just overcorrected it straight into the wall, into another wall and, and bounced along it a bit. Certainly a spectacular looking accident and, and the Haas actually just pretty much ripped in half which looks dramatic, but uh, buried in the regulations, new regulations for this year is actually the uh, the engine should uh, separate from the rest of the car at a lower speed than before. I think designed to, uh, to dissipate the energy and get a big heavy mass which carries a lot of momentum behind it, uh, away from the accident, away from the rest of the car and away from the driver. It was very good to see him up and about on Saturday evening. He uh, he posted a few messages on social media to say he was all okay. Uh, was actually back in the paddock on uh, on Sunday morning, albeit watching rather than racing. Uh, so after the uh, the lengthy delay, uh, we lost Lance Stroll, Mick Schumacher, of course, uh, Joe Guanyu, and the pair of McLarens, showing a slight improvement from last time out in Bahrain and, and a tenth and a half between the pair of them. So it looks like Ricardo's 
coming up to speed and uh, in getting on top of the car given his limited pre-season running but getting up to the uh, the speed of the car the ultimate speed of the car isn't there I think they're still uh, still suffering from their brake cooling issues uh, and what they've had to do to the brakes uh, and the cooling to open them up and keep the brake temperatures under control has just pretty much ruined their uh, their aero concept on the whole car but I suppose it's it's better to finish a race rather than do nine laps at the front and then have to retire because your brakes are caught fire uh, and Russell uh, Mr Saturday again as we say just uh, just snuck into the top 10 uh, Q3 actually quite nice to see uh, a mix of two Ferraris two Red Bulls two Alpines but one Alfa Romeo one Alfa Tauri one Mercedes and one Haas so uh, about as varied a top 10 in terms of manufacturers as you would hope to see and a bit of a shock result Sergio Perez on pole really was a superb lap on uh, on a very high speed track with very little margin for error if any as demonstrated by quite a few drivers over the weekend up until that point uh, Perez managed to land his first pole position 215th attempt I think it was so he's uh, he's taken the record uh, for most Grand Prix weekends before having a, uh, a pole position maybe not a record he'd want but he certainly seemed chuffed with the result the Ferraris then slotted in between the two Red Bulls so the and qualifying quite a way down from where you'd expect him to see relative to Sergio. A matter of the development of the car and the driving style needed on the car, Sergio just seems happier in this car than uh, than Red Bulls of previous years. Uh, Ocon slotted into fifth and Russell lined up sixth. Uh, Then Alonso, Bottas, Gasly and Magnussen rounded out your top ten. On to Sunday, on to the race then. A uh, bit of drama before the uh, before the start, or before the grid even lined up, to be fair. Sonoda breaking down, going on the way to the grid. Uh, seems like a hell of a long way to travel, to not get out to the garage on a Saturday and not get out of the, uh, well, not even do half a lap on the Sunday. So uh, a frustrating weekend for Yuki Sonoda, who'll be looking to bounce back next time out. All of the uh, drivers started the race on the medium tyres, apart from Magnussen, Hulk and Hamilton, looking to do something slightly different with their strategies there, just to get a bit further up the grid. But I think uh, tyre choice and pit stop timing will, will come into play in the story of the race slightly later on. But Perez, cool and calm under pressure, just made a great start, all clean and tidy. Uh, in fact, pretty much everybody was all clean and tidy on the first lap. No, uh, no wheel banging, a few people running wide or having to run over kerbs here and there but uh, no damage and nobody ended up in the wall very entertaining couple of laps between Fernando Alonso and Esteban Ocon uh, with Bottas just keeping a watching brief behind them um, slightly nervous times on the pit wall I'm sure watching it but uh, as uh, it was maybe pointed out it certainly gave the cars a lot of TV coverage so very good for the sponsors and uh, just allowed Bottas to sneak through after uh, Ocon had run wide kept the advantage or gained the advantage who had to let Alonso back through uh, and Bottas who was just stalking them throughout managed to sneak through Uh, and then pivotal moment in the race really Sergio Perez chose to pit Charles Leclerc decided to do the opposite and a couple of moments after Perez had pitted uh, Latifi had a crash ended up in the wall which brought out the safety car so I'm sure it doesn't need any pointing out that Latifi crashing, Red Bull benefiting, etc. But we won't get into that because I think there's uh, there's been quite enough written on that. Uh, but Perez had uh, had pitted before the safety car. Leclerc, Sainz, Verstappen all pitted during 
the safety car, which really I gutted for Perez at that stage. He'd done everything right. He'd looked imperious, cool, calm and collected out the front, running in clean air. I think he had everything under control up until that stage. Um, but that allowed Leclerc, Sainz and Verstappen all to uh, to get the jump. Uh, very close with Sainz and Perez on the pit exit. They did swap back the, the places at the restart. Quite good, I think, um, in, in terms of whether there was any race director intervention towards the teams or whether somebody had just said, have a look at the camera, decide whether you were in front or not and do the right thing, otherwise we'll have to get involved. Um, but allowed, uh, where, whether there was any direction on that, I'm not too sure, as uh, the uh, the broadcast of conversations like that has been drastically cut down this year. Uh, but it was good to see just, oh no, you were in front, in you go, off you go, that's it, go racing, get on with it, it was quite nice to see. Max, I think, was playing a, a few shenanigans uh, just before the restart, trying to nudge up borderline overtake Leclerc, just uh, the the ducking and, and weaving and accelerating, braking alongside him. Uh, but you could see Leclerc wasn't having any of it, just kept it so calm and, and cool right, right up until the safety car line when he had to go. And then at that stage, just waited and waited and waited to turn, knowing Max couldn't overtake him. Got a great exit, got a great restart, and uh, and off Leclerc went into the lead. Very good scrap between, uh, well, actually just uh, just before the season got going. If you said there'd have been a great scrap between a Haas and a Mercedes, uh, you'd have probably had a few people questioning your sanity. Uh, but a great scrap between Magnussen and Hamilton. Uh, Magnussen showing he's lost none of his racecraft in his time away from Formula One. Obviously has kept racing. Um, I think he said he was uh, struggling with uh, with neck issues earlier on in the week. Uh, so he's uh, he certainly kept race sharp, but the uh, the ultimate G force and pace of Formula One, I think, is taking him uh, a bit of time to get back into. We'd seen earlier in the race that uh, that Guan Yuzhou got a penalty, and he uh, later on in the race then got another penalty for not having served the original penalty in the first place. Slight issue at his pit stop, I think, with the front jack, meaning the penalty wasn't served in full, meaning he then got another penalty. Interestingly, five-second penalty the first time round, then a drive-through penalty for the second one. Uh, obviously, a drive-through being a, a stricter penalty, or maybe it's just an easier penalty to get right, just drive through the pits and that's it. Just as we thought we got uh, a bit of drama out of the way, uh, we had, well, three retirements in uh, in very quick order. Uh, Alonso's car suffering from overheating issues. Moments later, Ricardo's car uh, also having drive issues, engine issues, I think. And then a couple of seconds after that, uh, Bottas pulled into the pits and uh, an inter-retirement. So we lost three cars in very short order. At least Bottas managed to, uh, to make it back to the pits under his own power and get into the the box. Alonso stopping just short of the pit entry and Ricardo stopping just short of the pit entry as well, meaning the marshals had to uh, to be pushing a couple of cars into the pit lane. Uh, Magnussen and Hulkenberg managed to pit just before the pit lane closed. Hamilton didn't manage to make it into the pits. We said earlier on that he'd gone on a slightly different tyre strategy to everybody else, so his, uh, his time to capitalise on that alternative strategy uh, slightly scuppered by the timing of the VSE and the location of Alonso and Ricardo's car, so didn't manage to make it into the pits. 
So as the virtual safety car ended, Lewis had to pit, so lost out on quite a few places and emerged out in 12th position. For a good few laps, then we had Verstappen just stalking Leclerc, just matching him lap for lap, nibbling half a tenth, a tenth here or there. Then Leclerc could pull away. Then Verstappen closed up, made a great move round the outside, and Leclerc just followed that straight back up with another great move. And we were then just treated to a good couple of laps with them absolutely wheel to wheel, locking up, overtaking, passing each other, repassing. Again, a, a big shout out to uh, to Ross Braun and his team on these rules the um the cars seem able to to follow to overtake but not only just to overtake but to be able to instantly get straight back in the fight and overtake again i think over the last couple of years we've been used to um a pass whether it's drs assisted drs aided or uh, or just outbreaking and pure out racing but once you get past somebody just how how much of that car then disturbs the following cars aerodynamics and downforce means that once the move is done a couple of corners later, the car in front's just out of sight and, and the car that's been overtaken can't do anything about it. These rules just seem to allow for, for you know, go-kart style racing, let's be honest. And Verstappen and Leclerc's rivalry, of course, goes all the way back to go-karting, as all the build-up seemed to make a, a rather big deal of. But we saw some some really good, really clean racing between the pair of them. Verstappen finally managed to, uh, to get past and get the move done and dusted and not get overtaken again going into lap 47 had a yellow flag after Stroll had uh, had turned into Albon uh, and then had a moan about Albon being there. I'm not quite sure what Stroll was thinking with that, to be honest. But it meant that uh, that Leclerc couldn't have a uh, another run on Verstappen, so he had to just bide his time on that. Verstappen did have a little moan on the radio about uh, time under the yellow flags, how much Leclerc had made up or not. A bit unnecessary, I think, as uh, as he did manage to uh, to hang on to uh, to take the win in a great end to uh, to what was a great race, really. Verstappen's race engineer doing a great job of keeping him calm, uh, particularly towards the end of the race. So it was a, uh, a rundown of the order. Then we uh, we unfortunately lost. Well, he never really got going, but we lost Sonoda, Latifi, Ricardo, Alonso, Bottas, and Alex Albon following that collision with Stroll. Uh, so Stroll limping in in uh, in thirteenth place. Hulk ending up in twelfth place. Aston Martin, their their tricky start to the season just uh, just seems to carry on. Really, doesn't it? Um, the team certainly has grand ambitions and big plans. I think it's uh, it's maybe going to be a year or two or maybe three before we start to see fruits of all the investment that's gone into the new factory, new wind tunnel, etc. All the money that Lawrence Stroll is ploughing into the Aston Martin Formula One operation it'll uh, it'll take a while to show although the car looks fantastic in terms of appearance and, and paint schemes there uh, the pace doesn't seem to be there it'll be interesting to see how Vettel gets on in the car when he returns Stroll you'd have to say traditionally is a, is a better racer than he is a qualifier but Hulk uh, I think as uh, Hulk has done himself no uh, no harm at all in the couple of races that he's done he seemed to be straight up and on the pace of Lance Stroll there or thereabouts despite well at one point getting disturbed in the, in the middle of the night to go uh, to get to the circuit early to hop straight in and get on with it another good show in this weekend with uh, with not much more preparation um be interesting to see if uh, if he needs to be called up again at any point this year 
Guan Yu Zhou managed a, a, a reasonably solid, if, uh, if unspectacular. We saw a bit of him in the pits and in penalties, uh, but he had a fairly solid drive to 11th place. Uh, Hamilton managing to recover a couple of places after that late pit stop up until 10th. Uh, just generally seemed um, a bit... A bit glum with the car, I suppose. A bit out of sorts with the car the whole weekend, really. Um, but knowing Lewis and knowing Mercedes, their uh, their ascent will continue, and uh, and still he will rise, I guess. Magnussen scored uh, a good couple of points again, finishing in ninth. His strong comeback continues, much more rather than the uh, the dizzy heights of finishing high up in the points this time. Just a great wheel to wheel scrap with Lewis in that race. Good to see he's lost none of his racecraft, but uh, but. Tempered aggression, uh, I think we uh, we saw out of Magnussen this weekend. The uh, the Kevin Magnussen of old might have had slightly more wheel banging, slightly more aggressive, swipey moves. He uh, he certainly seems to have matured in his year away and over the last couple of years in his stint in Formula One. Um, in and that was just a great clean race and spectacular to watch. Uh, Pierre Gasly, a fairly quiet, non-eventful race. Didn't see too much of him with everything else going on up and down the grid. Gasly managing to finish eighth. Norris, uh, again, reasonably quiet race. Didn't see too much of him, uh, but I think he uh, he just kept plucking at it, kept going and uh, managed to pick up seventh place. Obviously not where McLaren want to be, but if they can sort their brake cooling issues, then I think we'll see the real pace of the car. The only problem is that uh, the whilst all the other teams are making some early strides in the development race and with a new rule change, development races uh, are always quite uh, quite intense at the beginning and there's lots of time to be made up fairly early on. All the time that McLaren are having to focus on the brake cooling issues, they're, they're losing valuable time, valuable weeks. So fingers crossed they can uh, they can turn up next time with the brake cooling issues sorted and then uh, and then set about developing the car. Ocon, after the uh, the events early on in the race, managed to bring the car home sixth. Russell, a uh, couple of great overtaking moves from George Russell, actually. I think he dragged about as much as we were going to get out of that Mercedes this weekend, and, uh, and he managed to finish fifth. So, OK, Lewis slightly hampered by, uh, by not being able to pit later on in the race. But I think just before that, Russell was running in front of Lewis, having made his stop. Lewis just behind him, only a few seconds behind him. Uh, as a result of being bunched up behind the safety car, but still to make a stop. So Russell just looking more and more comfortable in that team as uh, as weekends go on. Um, still early days, but he's got to be happy with that result. Uh, an unlucky Sergio Perez then finishing in fourth. Uh, re- really not a lot he did wrong. Once he's picked himself up out of the disappointment of losing a race lead uh, and a potential race win through no fault of his own, uh, I, I think he should take heart out of his performance this weekend. Looked on top of the car, absolutely magical qualifying lap and uh, and just looked cool, calm and collected. Looked like he'd been doing it for... Well, he has been doing it for years, but he looked like he'd been uh, leading races for years at uh, in the beginning part of this race. Science duly finished third, and Charles Leclerc, as we've said, finished in second with Verstappen taking the win. Uh, thought there was some great sportsmanship out of Charles Leclerc on the radio and Verstappen as well. He was uh, quick to congratulate, give him the thumbs up and wave to him on the cool-down lap and over the radio as well, congratulating him, uh, whether any of that's just for the cameras and for the, uh, the benefit of those watching at home. Um, but it certainly seems like there's, uh, there's some very hard, very tough wheel-to-wheel racing between the two. They've had their history, as I've previously mentioned, but at the moment they both certainly seem to have the measure of each other in wheel-to-wheel battle, shall we say. But the uh, the ability to push each other to the limit 
but know they know how each other races, so they uh, they judge their driving style accordingly. Um, I think it's uh, it's certainly the case they've been racing alongside each other far more than Verstappen or Leclerc had been racing with Lewis. So last year, I think we saw Verstappen trying to work out Lewis and and get used to racing wheel to wheel with him. Uh, Verstappen and Leclerc, this is um, I think for the pair of them, it's just oh yeah, I remember this. We did this ten years ago. So yeah, I remember what to do now, and uh, and it's uh, it's a great title fight already um if uh, if the mercedes can uh, can up the pace and get on top of their issues it'd be good to see if uh, if they can join the the fray later on in the year so we've got a uh, actually we've got a week's gap now so i think we head off to australia for the weekend of the 8th 9th and 10th of april uh, so we're looking forward to that uh, just a uh, quick rundown of the standings then before we disappear Verstappen uh, for opening his account for the 2022 season. But we've still got Charles Leclerc on top with 45 points. Carlos Sainz behind in 33 points. Then Max Verstappen. George Russell sat there in fourth, 22 points. He is six points ahead of Lewis Hamilton in fifth. Uh, Esteban Ocon in sixth on 14 points. Uh, Perez opening his account as well. Not not quite as many points as he'd have wanted, but off the mark nonetheless in seventh with 12 points. Uh, Magnussen still in the top 10 on eighth, also with 12 points. Valtteri Bottas ninth on eight points. And Lando Norris breaking into the top 10 on six points. And in the constructors, unsurprisingly, it's Ferrari leading the way on 78 points. And then there's a bit of a gap already to Mercedes second on 38 points and Red Bull getting off the mark in third place, straight into third place actually with 37 points. So I think Mercedes would have been uh, quite happy given their, their early season issues to be sat in second, but the fact that Red Bull have managed to do in one race of points finishes what Mercedes have had two races of two car finishes to do, I think uh, it won't be long before Red Bull overtake Mercedes and as they attempt to close the gap up to Ferrari. So we'll see you in a couple of weeks' time for Australia. Uh, don't forget to look us up. We are at UK Motor Talk on all the socials, pretty much everywhere. Do drop us a line. Let us know what kind of format you want these race rundowns to uh, to take. Uh, we'll uh, we'll play around with the format for a couple of three, four, five races and see what sticks, see what feels most natural. Uh, but most importantly, what uh, what you at home like to listen to. I've been Jim. Thank you very much for listening, and I'll see you next time. Cheers. Bye for now. UK Motor Talk, a first take media production.